Good evening, everyone. Very honored to be here. And uh, my gratitude to our hosts, Gopalandini and Sri Krishna Chaitanya Das Sandasi, and uh, to all of you and your eagerness to participate in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's divine dispensation. We are gathered on the last uh, night, last day of Kartik, which is, of course, an auspicious month, um, month uh, identified with with Radha. Tomorrow begins the Marga Shirsha, the month identified with Krishna. So we'll talk about that tomorrow. Uh, we'll talk about Krishna tonight as well, but uh, we'll talk about his month a little bit tomorrow, perhaps. But uh, tonight is um, also the, uh, I believe, the disappearance day of Sundarananda Thakur, who is a famous devotee of uh, Nityananda Prabhu. And I thought I would say something about uh, his significance and uh, it happens, so happens that I... Uh, He's mentioned in the, in the uh, book that I'm currently um, writing, which is uh, tentatively entitled Friends Forever, Sakirati of Uttambhakti. And um, among many other things, uh, one of the early chapters that's already been written is uh, gives some historical overview of the influence of Sakirati in Gaudiya Sampradaya. Sundarananda Thakur, of course, was steeped in this uh, transcendental relationship with Krishna, fraternal love of God, Sakirati. And um, as I was thinking along those lines, having had it brought to my attention that uh, Sundarananda's Disappearance Day coincided with uh, this year, the last day of Kartik. I got an email from Babru Das, who has authored a book uh, called Divine Intoxication, The Life and Love of Srila Akinshan Krishnadas Babaji Maharaj. There it is. <laughs> and uh, the, cor- the correlation, of course, is that Babaji Maharaj is also mentioned in my book in this historical uh, chapter. Um, and um, he is a, is a modern example of the uh, influence of Sakirati, or fraternal love, in uh, the Gaudiya lineage. So, those elements coming together have uh, given me a topic. And I, uh, for tonight, and uh, of course, this book is available. He won't sell my book, but um, books, but uh, <laughs> but uh, we're helping him to sell his book. It's probably probably pretty good. <laughs> um, and another thing that we're doing related, uh, if you bear with me, is that uh, at our Sarabrahi, uh community in uh, Western North Carolina, a very nice place. Some of you have been there, 
so you live there and have come all this way as well to, to be with me here. Um, we have a um, a very nice, uh, sustainable herd of cows and a, and, and a dairy, and we are, um, according to our system of caring for cows and um, the way in which we uh, take care of them and uh, deal with their lactation periods and so forth, it's uh, time for us to get another cow. So I'm going to pass the hat here tonight so you can all have an opportunity on the last day of Kartik, which is the last five days, as you know, of Kartik are supposed to be especially potent. Kartik Mas, uh, in general, according to the Puranas, is said to be that uh, type of opportunity which in, that uh, sometimes presents itself to us, wherein giving a little bit, which would not mean much otherwise, means considerable and as a result, the remuneration is considerable. To give an example, if someone was to offer me water now, I'd say, mm, okay, maybe, I'll have a sip. Water, it's everywhere. But if I were in a desert, then it would be very valuable, given the circumstance. So it is with the month of Kartik in general. A little service rendered to Radha and Krishna brings great remuneration. In the last five days of Kartik, uh, are said to be that much more so. This is the last day, so you get to give donation for, to uh, save a cow from the dairy that we'll get the cow from, where her life would only last another year or so, and then she'll live out her whole life with us. You get to give us donation according to your means and, and understanding of the significance of the opportunity. Um, on the last day of Kartik, so the go save, it goes well with the subject tonight of uh, paternal love of Krishna. Uh, now, does anyone here not know what I'm talking about precisely when I speak of paternal love of Krishna? I don't know much about it, so I'll show you, raise my hand, even though I've written some book about it. Anybody not familiar with the term? Okay, good. You either, huh? Okay, yeah, well, fraternal, of course, means friendly, so... There's a type of love. Um, it would be better to close this if we could. For the, if it gets too hot, we'll open it again. Okay. Thank you. Is that a problem for something you're, that you're doing there? No. Oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. Oh, no. So, uh, in in our lineage, then there's there's the um, opportunity for intimate love of God as opposed to reverential love of God. Indeed, the Greek eros and agape are worlds apart, but in Gaudiya lineage, our lineage, we have a transcendental eros, for that matter, that exceeds in excellence uh, and intimacy uh, the um, reverential agape, somewhat at a distance, love of God with hands folded and so forth. And so, within that uh, possibility, friendly love is possible, parental love is possible, or even romantic love is possible in relation to the uh, to the deity. It's a big, big subject, of course, and I'm not going to go into the uh, very interesting uh, details of Sakirati. Uh, you can read my book later on, a few years later when it comes out, but... <laughs> but uh, 
some history that, that uh, might be interesting. And I'm going to do something that I never do, practically, but um, I might do it. And that is I might read a few sections of the uh, of the book here and there, um, where it waxes a little um, poetic. And uh, that, again, in the context of really um, explaining an important uh, uh, influence in the uh, the lineage. Of course, our lineage uh, begins in the uh, at the very uh, zenith or the apex of Krishna's uh, own Brajalila. This is the genesis of. Uh, of Gaudiya Vaishnavism. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is born, if you will, in the, uh, the, the, the climax of the 10th canto of Srimad Bhagavatam, where having invited the Gopikas to celebrate with him in romantic love during the, the harvest moon, um, he then disappears from their midst with Radha, and then he disappears from the midst of Radha as well. And uh, you know the story. It's famous and celebrated uh, in literature, in art, and music, and has for centuries. Uh, um, it's probably the most uh, celebrated uh, story about the love life of the Absolute on on our uh, planet or in the religious uh, community world. It's it's about, it's a curious thing, really, seriously, because most religions are about falling, about loving God. And this is about when God falls in love. Uh, so it's quite a different uh, take. Theologically, uh, very different uh, questions and... Uh, and uh, um, uh, insight into the nature of uh, transcendence. <clears throat> so it's a story of, of of God falling in love and and realizing, uh, of course, that that the uh, that Radha, who is the personification of love, that he is the object of love for, experiences something within him that he himself. Uh, cannot experience from his vantage point. So it brings into question in his own mind his own uh, godhood. Mm -hmm. If there's some experience outside of his own, mm -hmm. uh, independent of himself, that that's, would be a philosophical uh, problem. Mm -hmm. According to what he himself says in the Gita, Bhagwat and what's said about him and so forth, and so it's um, it's the, the Godhead in uh, existential crisis at this point, and of course he's very bright, Krishna, and clever, uh, insightful, and penetrating on the the this reality that Pete the yogis they worship me, I'm celebrated throughout the sacred text as. As the Godhead, the poor Navatar, um, and and so forth, but unbeknownst to practically everyone, I feel a worshipful and uh, uh, devotional mood towards Radha. Everyone's worshiping me, but I feel 
that uh, she is the worshipable object in my life. My Guru Maharaj Prabhupada used to say sometimes that uh, all religions are teaching about love of God and we are teaching about um, she who who God loves, something like that. Again, another way of putting the same uh, point. Um, and so, uh, is a question then, is, is Radha really God <laughs> and not me? Uh, am I a you know, a uh, imposter here. Um, and thinking about it deeply, of course, he, he realizes that um, that, there, that what makes her the way she is attractive to him in, in every respect, really overwhelming him, controlling his life, is what makes her like that is something within him that she alone experiences from her vantage point. Very clever. And so he now has the task of trying to experience that within himself that she alone experiences, and the only way to do that is to somehow put himself in her vantage point, hmm? place himself there. So it's a story about Krishna trying to become a gopi, <laughs> if you will. Uh, and if you want to become a gopi, which is a distinct opportunity in our uh, lineage. Indeed, it's the highest ideal. It is the the, 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 the sadhya of all sadhyas, as Chaitanya Charitamrita has has taught us, the goal of all, highest goal, Mahaprabhu Sri Chaitanya Dev asked Ramananda, what's the goal of life and how to attain it? And uh, this is what he taught. Hmm. Uh, uh, so I won't go into detail there. It's a very fascinating subject as well. But... Um, um, and that opportunity is being offered to us. What I mean by that is it, that through the lineage, this is a, a distinct window of opportunity because the windows of opportunity or the opportunity to enter into the Leela comes from the side of the Leela. It's a private affair. To get it, you have to get an invite there. And the invite comes through Sadhu Sangha or through the Guru Parampara. And the bearers standard bearers within the Guru Parampara are carrying something. They are carrying something that they have imbibed, which is bhakti. Hmm? That We get bhakti by association with those who have bhakti. That should be pretty clear. <laughs> and so, as we get, according to whom we associate, we're going to get a certain type of sanskar for bhakti, or impression on the citta for bhakti. So, this is the, the, the principle it, it um, bhakti samskar that you get in our particular lineage that for gopi bhav hmm? now of course the point here in the discussion is that there's another significant influence that's subordinate and plays a supportive role um, considerable supportive role to making that possible making that happen and at the same time is an influence unto itself that um, some devotees will be taken by and that is this fraternal love because Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, of course, is pursuing the Gopi Bhav, and there's no one who's helping him to do that more and helping others to take advantage of that fact than um, Nityananda Ram, who is Krishna's best friend in Krishna Leela. <clears throat> so, um, both of these influences, but my point here in just bringing that up in, in brief is that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Krishna, of course, trying to become a Gopi, right? 
he tells the gopis that I see the measure of your love, and Radha in particular, and I cannot reciprocate in kind. And so in order to try to make up for my inability to do so, I will become a sadhu. Hmm? Because your love is the nature of of of, 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 of sadhuness is kind of the word there, uh, saintliness, that type of love. And so I I should become a sadhu, and so we find the 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 the, uh, the lila, acharya lila of Krishna. Krishna as an acharya, teaching the way and by example, he's becoming a gopi. The book ends a Chaitanya Charitamrita with the Shikshastakam of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, the last verse of which Krishna Das says, this verse is spoken by Radharani. The point is that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has become successful. He 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 got he he stepped into her bhava, her, her vantage point, experienced himself from that vantage point, and in the context of doing so, it has gone gone everywhere, overflowed and so forth, and his chief assistant in this of course, as I say, and we'll we'll hear a little bit more about it is is Nityananda Prabhu. But among other things, the point I'm making here is that if you want to become a gopi, or if you want to become a gopa, and why would you want to become either because of the impressions that you received that you didn't even know you received, <laughs> and somebody will tell you about it in due course or start to dawn on you as you pursue the the siksha, the the instructions, the literature, and so forth. You start to understand what it is I'm involved. What did I get into here? Where is this all all going? We have certain ideas about what it means to be here tonight, for example, to be involved in, in Gaudiya Vaishnavism, what it constitutes. That should be something that we rediscover on a regular basis and then recommit to, if you will. Um, it has the potential to always be vibrant and alive and new and exciting. I was speaking with Duval Chandra today and he was telling me, I can't, uh, am I right about this? He said something like this. I, every time I read the Bhagavatam, I keep getting something more out of there, something new there. And, of course, it's uh, it's true. It's such, it's such a living uh, living uh, text. <clears throat> so, uh, and the, t- the unfortunate tendency amongst uh, uh, practitioners, neophyte practitioners, is to think uh, that we have contained what it is between our ears and then to regurgitate it out and uh, and then um, really be end up subscribing to some uh, dogma, Gaudiya dogma, without understanding its import, its purpose, um, how some of the instructions that we think are absolute are really relative and according to time and circumstance and our details that can and need to be adjusted at different times in order for the principle to to be brought forth and uh, and um, made clear light to be shed on it for for others and for ourselves in new times and new circumstances and so forth. This is the work of advanced devotees to keep this uh, alive, so to speak, because by way of it being alive within their own um, hearts. Hmm? Um, so. Ongoing commentary uh, is is uh, is the standard for hundreds of years. We we should look for that. We look for the future of Gaudiya Vaishnava. We should look where are the books. Hmm. What are, where are the books for the future? Where are the books for today? The 
speaking about it in contemporary terms, going as deeply into it as possible, and at the same time speaking about that in a way that resonates with with the, the times in, in which we live. That is a real art, and that is the with that in place we have some assurance that this this will go on more so than than a building I'm saying or a, a farm or whatever it is, and those are good things things too. Um, so, point is anyway again amongst many that if you want to become a gopi or the possibility of a gopa, these are the two windows of opportunity through Gore and Nityananda. They bring these bhavas hmm, to the world, hmm, make them available, and in a particular way also especially with regard to Madhurya Rasa, the particular type of Madhurya Rasa. There's a particular type of Sakya Rasa that it's, that's also emphasized as we look at the history, which is unique in the, in the way it's spoken about. Um, you won't find that in any other uh, Vaishnava uh, lineage. So these two influences, but in either case, if by impressions that you have received through Sadhusanga, hmm, you you understand? I'm becoming a gopa. I'm becoming a gopi. In order to to do that, the point is that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu wanted to become a gopi. How, what did he do to become a gopi? To become a gopi, he had to become a sadhu. That helps us to understand what a gopi is, right? Or a gopa is. You understand me? He had to become a saint. He had to become. The, the person of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is the very embodiment of the uh, example of how to practice grihijana shikshaka nyasikula nayaka, whether it be as a householder or as a sannyasi, suvarna varna hemango varna shanganati kati sannyasakritchamashantu nishtashanti parayanaha. As the Mahabharata, Vishnu Sahasranam says, these are names of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Four names for his grihasta life, household life, example. Four names for his sannyas life. Grihijana shikshaka, nyasi kulanayaka. It's very nice, it's poetry of Bhaktivinoda. He says, grihijana shikshaka. So he taught very beautifully by his example how to be a family person and fully pursue uh, spiritual life. The power of bhakti is such that it it doesn't require celibacy, for example. Hmm? Um, it's a more of a spirit of uh, renunciation than it is of giving up a thing in particular, hmm? giving up the sense of the false sense of proprietorship and so forth. Um, or as a household, so you can greet, or as a sannyasi, as a renunciate, a monk. Grihijana shikshaka nyasikula nayaka. He says that he's the, he's the hero of the sannyasi, the nayaka. It's a nice word. It generally refers to a to the to the romantic hero in Indian uh, drama. Hmm? You wouldn't think of a sannyasi as a romantic hero, <laughs> is the point. But he is the romantic hero of, amongst the sannyasis. <laughs> um, beautiful language of Bhakti Vinod. So anyway, the point is that Krishna, in order to become a gopi, had to become a sadhu. So you have to put these two things together. We're talking about a high, high idea, fraternal love of God, um, romantic love of God. Hmm? 
the way to understand it properly is through the the, the sadhaka life, if you will, of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. His leela, the Gore leela, leela of Gore Krishna, it's sometimes referred to as the the, the land, the domain in which where it's born, from where it uh, it uh, it uh, it uh, proceeds in this world. Sometimes referred to as as Sadhana Siddhabhumi, the bhumi, the land where Siddhas are playing in the Leela as if they were sadhakas, doing sadhana, teaching, by example. Hmm. Now these both realms are very, of course, interesting, the Vrindavan realm and the realm of Navadvip. And um, we should never, we should not make a miscalculation here. One fosters the other, fosters the other. As I said, Krish Gorlila is found in the very climax of the Srimad Bhagavatam, hmm? and during the midst of the Rasa Leela. This is the birth of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Leela. If we go deeply into Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Leela, we'll become acquainted with that zenith, that apex of Gaur Leela. We shouldn't think one is more important than the other, but if we have to think one is more important than the other, how will we think? Will we think, well, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Leela is the way to... Krishna Leela. So the gift that he's giving is Krishna Leela. So Krishna Leela must be more important than Gaur Leela. Don't make that mistake. <laughs> because the giver is more important than the gift. Who can give that gift? What does he have? What does she have? Hmm? So Gaur Leela is a very special uh, dispensation. It is the madhurya, the sweetness, the intimacy of Krishna Leela mixed with Audarya, the magnanimity that causes it to uh, uh, overflow and uh, distribute itself. Hmm? So when uh, uh, in, uh, in writing about these uh, topics about Sakirati in particular, I, I, I began uh, my current book with uh, 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 a chapter about um, Balaram, Krishna's brother, who is the very, uh, I won't say the best friend of Krishna, personification of fraternal love, is a complex theological figure. Um, and um, I've explained at some length his role in, in, in Gaur Leela. Excuse me, in Krishna Leela, and and in, in concluding the chapter, we come to this apex of the what is his role with regard to the romantic life, Balaram's role with regard to the romantic life of Krishna. And of course, it's quite apparent that um, Balaram is not actively involved in the romantic life of Krishna. He is the the Mariada Purusha in Krishna's life. So he is the person who. Uh, who's by the influence of Vatsalya, that he himself has a, a tinge of and 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 of course which is which is uh, very much um seized upon by Jashoda hmm, in her uh maternal uh, uh sense of need to protect her son Krishna, she's always pushing forward, Balaram, take care of him, you protect him, watch out for him, make sure he behaves properly. Mariada means the proper behavior. 
So Balaram is the person in Krishna's life that makes sure he behaves properly. Therefore, when even Balaram said, Krishna has eaten dirt, Mother Yasoda said, it must be true. Open your mouth. It has to be. If Balaram has said it, then... Hmm? Um, so, given that the love life of Krishna and Vrindavan with the, with the, with the gopis is an under uh, kind of secret uh, current, it... Uh, it's in everyone's heart. Everyone wants it, the love of Radha and Krishna. But the circumstances don't allow it, which causes it to rage that much more, at, while at the same time uh, you have to, keep, have to kind of keep, a, keep a, a lid on it. There are obstacles to it. Every, every mother, every father in Braj wants... Uh, Krishna to marry Radha and all the other gopis, mm-hmm. uh, his friends, and uh, so they want to marry one another, and so on and so. Forth. But the circumstances prevent it. Krishna's astrological chart prevents it, mm-hmm. for all practical purposes, because according to his chart, at age eleven he's going to leave home for a long, long, long time. Mm-hmm. This is so. This this long time is so central to the whole affair. Hmm? This separation. This this is the full phase. Other separation is incidental. He goes behind a tree. Um, you know, you don't see him for a minute. Uh, he 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 he's herding cows, and the Vatsalya group has to wait for him to come back. He's gone for the day. At night, he's with the gopis. The coward is sleeping, dreaming about him. These are incidental cases of of. Uh, separation, but going away for a hundred years or more, hmm, this is this is what dominates the whole of the Prakat manifest Leela, and it has no role whatsoever in the Uppercut Leela, the unmanifest Leela, which is which is by contrast the full face of of union is being celebrated. And the Prakat Leela, manifest Leela, the full face of separation is um, is manifest, and it is through this kind of dark night of the soul of separation that the sadhakas have to pass to enter into the desired um, stiti, sustainable union uh, with Krishna, samadhi mang sambhog. So, <clears throat> so Balaram in Krishna Leela this uh, his uh, romantic life that's that's under the table so to speak it's not possible for it to be consummated in the public because again his chart says he's going to be gone away so you can't marry these girls to a boy that's not going to be here hmm? and he hasn't gotten his uh, upanai his brahman thread yet he, he had, uh, he has to go to Mathura to do that, to, to, to Ujjain, to uh, Sandipani Muni, and after that, so many things come up, right? So many things come up. I wanted to come to the temple, but <laughs> I wanted to go to Vrindavan, but so many things came up. Hmm? There's this Jarasandha, there's this uh, Dantavakra, there's this problem. There's there. What about the queens? How to, how to save them from from the of Dwarka and their plight, and so many things come up. Uh, well, um, so, 
in the Brajlila, uh, this uh, under, undercurrent, which is it's so it's it's so under the table, but it's so everywhere. Of course, the because everyone is touched by it, and if they would talk privately, yes, I agree. My son should be married, and my daughter should be married. How can he? How can she possibly marry anyone else to Krishna? They, they can't even. Doesn't fit between their their ears that idea. There's no there's no room for that. Hmm? Um, but you can't always get what you want. You know <laughs> something like that. But uh, anyway, this is uh, this is all of course beautiful uh, theological uh, argument uh, and the parakia or this paramour love uh, and these obstacles, if you will, that they cause it to inflame that much more. But my point is here that. That Balaram is it appears to be not involved in that. In fact, he's looking out that Krishna behave himself properly and to ru- properly, excuse me, and to run off with the gopis at night would certainly be improper. Hmm? But of course, he doesn't say anything about that. You don't think he knows? He knows. Hmm? He knows everything. Hmm? But he doesn't report to Mother Yasoda about that. Hmm? So he. This is just a small example of how he causes it, allows it to. Facilitates it going on by, by stepping out of the way, giving it room. Hmm? But when it comes to Gorlila, when Chaitanya Mahaprabhu becomes becomes Gore Krishna, and he's pursuing the Gopi Bhav himself, hmm? he wants to teach about it. He wants to experience it. He has to become a Gopi, really, as I'm saying. Nityananda Prabhu has a much better opportunity to fully and overtly participate in that. Hmm? So. If we go from the Brajlila to then the special realm of Navadvip, where the Gorlila is 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 uh, is born, we follow Krishna there. We have to look for Balaram. We know he must be there. Hmm? He's the chief assistant of Krishna. So, of course, he's there in the person of uh, of Nityananda Ram, and uh, he came in in. in Head also. This is he's like uh, uh, he is the very uh, personification of the serving ego, uh, and he's fully um, uh, capable of anticipating the uh, the uh, the need of the hour, if you will. So he appears in the world a dozen years before uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and in uh, in. When Mahaprabhu began to exhibit his himself as a Vaishnava and and his purpose and so forth and start to, to exemplify the life of a sadhu of a devotee, um, that was in in uh, in December of fifteen hundred and eight, and about seven months later in July of fifteen o nine, Prabhu came into the circle of Gaudamandala to join Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Gives me an opportunity to pause for a moment and let me read to you a poetic uh, rendering of how he uh, appeared um, in th- as described uh, through the pen of the great Vrindavan Das Thakur, who himself is influenced by Sakya, Sakyarati, Sakyarasa. He says, Dressed as a great... <laughs> This is kind of funny. I'll explain it. Dressed as a great avadut, large in stature, boundless was the depth of his gravity. Day and night he chanted Krishna Nam. He was Chaitanya Dham itself, 
incomparable than the three realms Bur, Uva, Sa. Roaring loudly in his own Ananda, he appeared intoxicated as if Balaram Avatar. His heart-warming countenance conquered millions of moons, the enchanting smile on his lips, the life of the universe. His two hands reached his knees, his chest raised high, his pair of large lotus feet, tender yet deft at dancing. He spoke to all with great compassion on hearing the words from his lotus mouth once karma was destroyed. The word avadut is used here. It's addressed as an avadut, the famous Sridhar Swami commentator on, on the Bhagavatam that Mahaprabhu respected so much as given the definition of the word avadut, which would imply, in many instances, not being dressed at all, being oblivious to external conditions, even oblivious to what you might be wearing. And it was apparent that uh, this was the case with uh, Nityananda Ram. So this is, the, anyway, the Balaram of Gorlila, and he comes into um, his uh, the circle of Gorlila just uh, just six months prior to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's departure in 1510 in January to to go to Jagannath Puri after having taken sannyas, and he's accompanied, of course, there by by Nityananda Prabhu as well. And it was in this early period um, in Nadia, really only about six uh, seven months that he, Nityanandapu, began to gather together a band of followers, uh, among whom is the celebrated Sundarananda Thakur, whose disappearance day we're uh, dedicating this, uh, this brief uh, discussion to. Um, he is uh, one of what, it, what, it, what appears to be a Gaudiya term, for the most part, uh, one of the Dwadasa Gopals, the uh, Dwadasa means twelve, and Gopal means uh, cowherd uh, uh, friends of Krishna. The term Dwadasa Gopal is um, it seems to first appear in the Gaudiya uh, literature literature in uh, in the early to mid seventeenth eighteenth seventeenth century. In the work of Vishwana Chakuritakur, the famous work of Kavikarnapur, Gorgana Deshtipika, which is a who's who of of Gorlila. Who in who who is who is in Gorlila? Who Gor, who in Gorlila is who in Krishna Lila? Because Krishna, of course, doesn't come alone. So he comes with his associates. As I say, it's Krishna's Krishna's coming, Balaram is coming, and so their friends are coming. These are the Dwarasa Gopals. Um Brindaban uh, uh, um, Kavikarnapur, who wrote the Gorgana Dishtipika, this is this who's who book I'm referring to, he doesn't in- invoke the term Dwarasa Gopal, but Mishwanath a century later does. However, it, uh, it is found in, in the Puranic literature, in the uh, uh, in uh, uh, um, I think Briyad Naradiya Purana said, but the different names are mentioned with regard to the twelve Gopals, who they are. Who are the friends of Krishna that are this this uh, this uh, tight uh, group of twelve? It said there are astasakis, eight principal gopis, and twelve principal uh, coward friends of Krishna. And Vrishabhanu Raj, the, the father of Radharani, has a few brothers 
and in those families of Banus, hmm, then you find twelve boys and eight girls. This is how many many of the Gaudiya saints uh, look at um, this uh, special these two special groups. Hmm? Of course, and they're appearing in Gorlila is the point, and um, and uh, in time, over time, and perhaps through the by the invoking of the term um, by Vishwanath Chakrati Thakur in a book which he wrote much later, which is also Who's Who. He has his own book of Who's Who, and it very much corresponds with and defers to the earlier book of uh, Kavi Karnapur, Gorgana Dishtipika, but with some slight differences, which is an interesting point, because uh, the point here being that the, all the associates of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu are coming from Krishna Leela, because Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Krishna coming. He's not a different avatar, he's Krishna. He's Gore Krishna. Again, Gore Leela is not different from Krishna Leela. It's the same jacket that's reversible. So, if you reverse it out, then it's got gold sleeves and black cuffs, and the other way around, it becomes black sleeves and gold cuffs. So, it's a reversal of roles. Again, it's Krishna taking the role of Radha, trying to, it's very peculiar, but uh, these two, it's not that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was some avatar of Krishna. That's impossible, because the subject of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's occupation is the Lila Madhurya, Prema Madhurya, Venu Madhurya, Rupa Madhurya, the qualities of Krishna that alone uh, he possesses that distinguish him from all avatars, what to speak of, even the fountain of avatars, in one sense, Narayan and Vaikuntha. The avatars are coming from, from him, right? And he's coming from Krishna. Krishna has qualities, and particularly he is Madhurya, Lila Madhurya, surrounded by a special kind of love. Hmm? Brahma puts it like this, Lakshmi Sahasrasatasambramasevyamano. It's quantity and quality both. Hmm? It exceeds the, the excellence of of Vaikuntha, of Narayan's uh, abode. Hmm? In quantity, Lakshmi Sahasrasata. In other words, in Vaikuntha there is one Lakshmi hmm? and one Narayan. And in Golok, in Vrindavan, Brahma says, Lakshmi Sahasrasata. There are unlimited Lakshmis, thousands of Lakshmis. In quantity it's different. And Lakshmi Sahasrasata Sambrahma Sevyamano, Sambrahma Sevyamano, speaks of the nature, the quality of their love. It's very different from from Lakshmi's love. Hmm? It's of a superior uh, quality of, in terms of um, the intimacy it affords with the Absolute. So a very peculiar uh, realm. And from that realm, uh, and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is all about that realm, as I've explained. He is Krishna trying to understand that realm more thoroughly hmm? through the eyes and the experience of of Radha and, and the gopis. So he's not some other avatar. He's Krishna himself. Hmm? You understand? Hmm? And his abode is non-different from Vrindavan. Hmm? So when he comes... His associates come with him, is the point, right? So we've got Astasakis, we've got Dwarasa Gopals as well. And as such, because of that, 
we have a current of Sakirati in the lineage. Now, if we look, as I was saying earlier, about the position of Nityananda Prabhu and how now he has an opportunity to participate more actively in the Madhurya Leela of Krishna, here the Madhurya Leela is one of a, dis- a distribution of Madhurya Leela. It's a cultivation on the part of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as, a, as an example, and in the context of cultivating it, the nature of it is such as as we cultivate it and it grows within us, we have the distinct impression that I'm experiencing something that I can't contain, and so we are driven without trying to share it. Hmm? That's its nature. We know it's not it's not mine. It's a gift. Hmm? I've been blessed. So to run around and say I've been blessed. I've been blessed. I've been blessed. Here, take this book, for example. Uh, it will tell you about it. Um, is more or less what we call preaching or outreach, something like that. It 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 it, it should be um, an an overflow, if you will. Hmm? Um, it is. Uh, this is uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is, is Krishna at a weak moment, so to speak. Hmm? Love is a weakness. So there's an access point there. A, you can enter in there. Otherwise, there would not be such an opportunity. So, so that Balaram and Nityananda Ram is more overtly a participant in the Madhurya Rasa is true, but not in terms of his own experience, but rather in facilitating, which is what he does, Krishna's experience of that and drawing attention to it as he does. There's a distinct difference also in the dispensation of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and that of Nityananda Prabhu, as ordained by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself. Hmm? Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, uh, as you know, became a sannyasi, and with that came a certain standard of behavior and um, um, decorum. Hmm? And um, in some ways, it facilitated his ideal of, uh, of of teaching, exemplifying the teachings and sharing it, and in some ways it restricted it, because it restricted him from going certain places and dealing with certain people that were kind of off the religious map from the Hindu social religious perspective. Hmm? And then if he was involved there, it would have blemished him within that circle in their eyes, and they would have not listened to him as as, as readily. So Nityanandapur was his other self to which he extends himself to, to make up for that gap. And therefore Nityanandapur was canvassing, which he began, as I said, in his early days, to gather a group um, uh, and the principal leaders of it are these Dwarasa Gopals, these 12 Gopals. They opened preaching centers throughout uh, West Bengal. And they were all uh, largely from the mercantile community, a community that had been disenfranchised from within the Hindu social religious system, by the influence of Balal Sain, who was uh, the, the ruler, it's a long, long story, and their position was so socially um, disadvantaged, if you will, within the Hindu world, that it was compared to the, the position of Haridas himself, who was considered, from a social religious point of view, an outcast. Hmm? This whole this was thousands and thousands and thousands of people. Saptagram, these villages, seven villages and more. 
So Nityananda Prabhu, this is where he began his 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 uh, his work, and um, of course when he went to Puri with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, when they would come and go each year, Nityananda Prabhu bringing associates from Bengal for the Chatur, for the during the Chaturmasi for Ratha Yatra. At a certain point, maybe fifteen, sixteen. And this year, Mahaprabhu said, don't come back, Nityananda Prabhu, stay there. Hmm? That work that you're doing with your friends, continue that. Hmm? Do that. And this work has a, so, a social activism kind of component to it. Hmm? Um, because Nityananda Prabhu was, is, was improving their position socially and giving them a new medium through which to, uh, around which to congregate the Sankirtan. The Sankirtan transcended then the rituals and the other um, social religious ways of 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 uh, um, forging social communion and uh, camaraderie and how you do things, hmm? who you talk to, where you go, what your what your social life is. Granted, it would be a religious life because it's a religious community, but the social aspect of it. So they were. You know, debarred pretty much from the. So he f- gave them a whole new. They were nominally Vaishnavas, but they didn't really. To be nominally one is not to be one in the full sense of the term. So he did both. He improved their social position by giving them a whole new system, if you will. And the system was centered on Sankirtan. They would come together for Sankirtan, and and they became real Vaishnavas. Not just in name, and as a result, they outshined the ordinary social religious Hindu community, and and really took precedence over them. It's kind of a new religion. So, point being here that there was a there was a social activism um, in pr- improving the material plight of people. Hmm? There was a was part of the dispensation of Nityananda Prabhu, along with, of course. Infusing them with uh, with genuine spirituality, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu on the other side. Then he approached the Brahminical community, the educated people, the Prakashananda Sarasvatis, the Sarvabhoma Bhattacharyas, the Venkata Bhattas, um, and so forth. And he empowered the Goswamis, Rup Sanatan from Brahmin families, to write, to do the, to do theology. Hmm? But before he could get to that point of doing theology, it's a little history for us, is what this talk is, if you bear with me. Uh, the Nityananda Prabhu has, would already, without any books or literature to support, hmm, no, no theology to support this rather um, um, wild idea that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Krishna, not even an avatar or a saint, or, but at least Krishna himself, you know, how are you going to convince people of that? Well, the Goswamis have written lots of work, book, done a lot of theology, right, to make that point. Hmm? Nityananda Prabhu didn't wait for any of that. He just said it. Bajago ranga kaha goranga laha goranga namuri. Ejana goranga bajese amar pranari. He didn't wait for any of that. There was no, there were no books out yet. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was teaching to worship Krishna, hmm? chant the name of Krishna, give the teachings of Krishna. And Ch- Nityananda Prabhu said, forget that. Worship Gore, chant the name of Gore, hmm? follow the teachings of Gore. 
And he was so bold about it and so with such conviction, without any hesitation, and such an extraordinary person himself that uh, people just went with it. <laughs> right? They didn't, without any much theology and a whole, you know, huge, uh, w- wide circulation of uh, Gaudiya Vaishnavism began before the Goswamis even 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 uh, uh, joined the joined the the mission of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Not to slight them anyway. We are Vandey Rupa Sanatana Rivyagoshi Diva Gopalako. We are there are founding charges. But Nityananda Prabhu that's another thing. Mm-hmm. He's another thing. That's that's uh, so that has to be emphasized. So he did his part like this, right? He 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 had a huge role and in the context then of his putting focus on Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, um, his own influence, his own bhava that was driving his own life, if you will, hmm, which is Sakyarasa for Krishna, it's naturally affected others and what to speak the Dvarasagopals are all of the same bhava. So there was considerable distribution of Sakyabhava in Gaudiya Sampradaya in the early days throughout Bengal. And Mahaprabhu particularly commissioned Nityananda Prabhu to do that. And as much as he put emphasis on Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Vrindavan Das Thakur says, Gopi Bhava was given to the world by Nityananda Prabhu. This is Vrindavan Das is saying this. He is a Saka. He's in Sakyabhava. He wrote Chaitanya Bhagavat. He says... <laughs> It's peculiar because we don't often think of it like Anarpita Charim Charat Kurnayabutirna Kano Rupa Goswami is writing. Unatoto Rasam Sabhakti Sriam Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has given this gift and so it's all true. Um, but see the role of Nityananda Prabhu. I mean it was because of him that Chaitanya Bhagavat was written. Fifteen forty, the writing of Chaitanya Bhagavat, still in the early days of the movement, and uh, but just after Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was passing, the first really somewhat developed theological work, and then Chaitanya Charitamrita, which is the more refined text. The story goes, of course, that it was written under the influence of Nityananda the personal testimony of Krishna's Kaviraj, who is in Gopibhav. Hmm? Nonetheless, as we know, what did Naratam say? Hmm? That's another one. Arakobinitai chandere karuna hoive sangsara vasana mo kobetu chahove. And a correct one. That we have to go through Nityananda Prabhu. But he says in another place that what? Hena vinai, heno vinai, vinai. Radha Krishna poite nahi. You cannot get a Radha Krishna without going through Nityananda Prabhu. Hmm? Where would what would we know about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu? What would we understand about his dispensation without Chaitanya Bhagavat, without Chaitanya Charitamrita? Hmm? Hmm? And Krishna gives a personal testimony in Chaitanya Charitamrita after a lengthy chapter on the ontological position of Nityananda Ram, based on five of his own Sanskrit verses, describing very clearly this person may look like a madman, but his ontological position is very extraordinary, and and you should take advantage of it. Like this, so you maybe know the chapter. At the end of the chapter, 
suddenly Vrindavan, uh, Krishna Das turns inward and his own personal uh, debt to Nityananda Prabhu looms very large and with some initial trepidation he goes forward nonetheless and writes a personal testimony of how the influence of Nityananda Prabhu came into his life the result of which was that he was able to uh, enter Vrindavan and and become the author of Chaitanya Charitamrita. There's a nice um, description there um, just to help us appreciate something about this influence of Sakyabhava that is uh, penned by Krishna Das, describing not Nityananda Prabhu in this case, but another Nityananda. Hmm? This is then, if you will, Miniketan Ramdas. One of the Upagopals. You have the Dwaras Gopals, you have the extension, so they are there and they're all steeped in Sakyabhav. He came to Krishna Das's house, his brother's house where he was living. But it was apparent that although he had devotion for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he had no devotion for Chaitanya for, for he, he doubted the position of Nityananda Prabhu, who was a difficult person to understand. Hmm? He was unorthodox in his behavior. As were many of these Gopals. You know we don't we don't encourage people who want to gopi bob to dress up like like gopis, especially the men. Right? You dress like sadhus. Is that okay? To dress like sadhus, you have to have some dress code. <laughs> okay, so whatever. So, <laughs> so still, the bhava, the prem, so strong in the in Dwarasugo Pauls that both Krishnas and Vrindavanas, when they describe them in their works. They also describe them as their bhava, inner bhava, was playing out in their sadhaka dehas, in their practitioners' bodies. And sometimes they were seen wearing peacock feathers and carrying flutes and sticks and horns and like, like cowherd boys. But at the same time, of course, artistic depictions of them that are still available in the historical record um, don't show them like that. So apparently on occasion, their Baba would get the best of them and it would come right out and, uh, and, and, and play itself out in, in, in their practitioner bodies. But there are other dis- artistic descriptions and some of the written descriptions also of them um, with shaved head, wearing white, japamala, tilak, and so forth. They were scholars and um, and absorbed day and night in Sankirtan. They were like Kirtan. That was there. If, if anywhere, it was central more than anywhere else in Chaitanya Leela. It is in this group, hmm? the uh, the power of, of Kirtan. So Krishnadas, at any rate, was living in his brother's house and Miniketan Ramdas, one of these associates of Nityananda came to his house. Hmm? And, and his brother showed disrespect for Miniketan Ramdas, by which it could be understood he didn't understand and he didn't respect Nityananda Prabhu. Hmm? Krishnadas said, this is, this, is, this is the kind of logic of half a hen. The man had a hen, a chicken, and he thought, this chicken has two holes. One is a mouth, and I put food in that, and that cost me money. The other hole, eggs come out, and that makes me money. One hole is making money, one hole is costing money. Simple solution get rid of the hole that costs money. So he cut off the head of the chicken. Of course, then she didn't lay any eggs after that. Mm-hmm. 
so it's not very wise. So he said, to say that I love Chaitanya Chaitan Mahaprabhu and disrespect Nityananda Prabhu is like that that chicken guy. <laughs> he, he, he's got half a head himself at best. <laughs> so just see, now, uh, you know, it's interesting. I'll read this. Uh, Krishnadas's own description of Miniketan Ramdas, what he looked like. You think, how could you miss him? But his brother missed him. Hmm? So you have to have a little bit of eyes, eyes to see. Even someone will show such extraordinary symptoms, qualities, and so forth. Hmm? Others may not recognize. Let us hear a little bit about one of these associates of Nityananda Prabhu through the pen of Vrindavan Das. It's my own rendering of the Bengali. Brimming with Mahaprem, he sat in my courtyard. All the Vaishnavas bowed at his feet. In ecstasy of Prem, he sometimes climbed on top of a devotee who was bowing before him. Sometimes he struck others with his flute or mildly slapped them. When others looked, others looked into his eyes, tears fell from their eyes, for an uninterrupted shower of tears flowed forth from the eyes of Ramdas. Sometimes I saw him stunned in ecstasy, with horripilation, erupting like Kadamba flowers on one limb, his other limb trembling. Whenever he shouted, Nityananda, seeing him, others were amazed. Hmm. So, they were gopas, but they were also sadhus. That's the point I made earlier, right? You want to become a gopa or a gopa, you've got to become a sadhu. His sadhaka day was, his practitioner's body was decorated with these ornaments of such ecstatic uh, symptoms. Hmm? And, again, this incident gave rise to Krishnadas leaving home because his brother was not accepted. His brother did not respect, excuse me, didn't respect Nityananda Prabhu by way of not respecting Miniketana, who everyone else bowed down to, still his brother couldn't get it. So so he left home, he became a homeless person, and Nityananda Prabhu came to him then in the night, in a dream, with his associates. And they were all, they were, it was Nityananda and his associates, but they were all dressed like cowherd boys, chanting Krishna, Krishna, Krishna. And he told him, Go to Vrindavan, all your desires will be fulfilled. The way to Vrindavan is through Nityananda Prabhu. Hmm? Hmm? There you'll find Rupa and Raghunath and, uh, and, and, your, and your way. Hmm? In, in Madhurya Rasa, for example, or as may be the case in, in Sakya Rasa. Hmm? So these uh, are the early days of Gaudiya Vaishnavism. Uh, this uh, Kavi Karnapur, in his book, Gorgashganadeshtibhika, divides the group into two. There were the Gopals, and then there were the others. <laughs> the difference between the two groups is that the Gopals were all connected by way of their bhava in Sakyarasa. The different, the, what united the other groups is they were all different from the from the Gopals <laughs> in some way. So they were real. They were a real tight group um, and had a lot of influence. However, one of the reasons we're talking about this is that their influence waned at a certain point. The influence of Sakyabhava waned. Hmm? That's very interesting. How could it do so? Because with the passing of Nityananda Prabhu and these Gopals, and at the same time, the work of the Goswamis, this theological work, the Sanskrit writings of the Goswamis, coming to Bengal, hmm, having been completed, and then being put into, into Bengali, 
if you will, by, in Chaitanya Charitamrita and making them accessi- accessible. All the Goswamis, this is this is what a Chaitanya Charitamrita is. Rupa Goswami's experience of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as represented by Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami. So the, the giving giving all that in, in Bengali meant that all the people could uh, see Chaitanya Mahaprabhu through the theological and experiential eye and heart of um, of, of Rupa Goswami, Jiva Goswami, Sanatana Goswami. Hmm? And at the same time, as I say, this coincided with the passing of Nityananda and his associates, and then looking for an associate from that group hmm, that would be prominent, the most prominent one was the prominent, prominent consort of Nityananda, Janavadevi. Hmm? So Janavadevi, of course, is the combined, as thought by Kavikarnapur, influence of Anangamanjari and, and um, Rebati. Hmm? The the wife Rebati of Balaram in Dwarka hmm? and the sister of Radharani in Vrindavan that Nitinam that Balaram has absolutely no romantic relationship with whatsoever. Hmm? It's not that Nitinanda Prabhu came to the world, that Balaram came to the world to taste Madhuri Rasa following in the footsteps of Ananga Manjari like Krishna did uh, for Radharani. That, there's a whole huge theological problem with that kind of thinking. We won't go into it in detail. But um, but she then uh, was obviously a prominent person. With, 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 you can read in, in, in the historical works her regard for the Dvadasa Gopals, hmm? these associates of Nityananda Prabhu. But her own Madhurya Bhav, hmm? and then that passed on to her um, son Virabhadra. Virabhadra became the Senapati Acharya. There's a there's a statement in I think in Lochan Thakur's work that there will be a Senapati, a great general, who will broadcast Shaitanya Mahaprabhu's teaching in other lands and so forth. Hmm? And the work of Virabhadra was so extensive. That in the early days of the mission, they thought this this is what Lochan has taught, predicted. Here it is. This Virabhadra has done this, going widely and spreading in other countries. And now we think other countries means the United States, China. You know, um, so people interpret it differently at different times. But this is how the early understanding of it was. Anyway, the point is his work was extensive, and it was a dissemination of through bhava, through bhakti samskaras for, for Madhurya Rasa, and it combined with the backing of all of this work, theological work of the Goswamis. Hmm? So this huge wave of Madhurya Rasa influence hmm, is now maturing in the, in, in, in the Sampradaya, and, and the principal hmm, purveyors of Sakya Rasa had passed on, and so uh, so this current now took took precedence hmm? in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's lineage, and uh, and for good reason, hmm? and uh, and then over time, of course, unfortunately, um, uh, that influence also began to wane. And how 
by the influence of time. Not something to be surprised about because it's mentioned in the Bhagavad Gita. Evam parampara praptam imam raja shayubidu sa kali namahata yoganashta parantapa. By the influence of time, sometimes the current, the spiritual current, becomes obscured. And what's the solution to that? It's in the verse itself that I just quoted, the parampara, right, is the solution. He reinvests, yes, you're right. He reinv- Krishna says, I reinvest means that uh, some powerful persons uh, right the ship, so to speak, and, uh, and continue the theolo- theologizing and the uh, shedding of new light on the on the teaching, the flowering, the continual, ongoing opening of the lotus of the teaching with this, the sun of their their insight that finds more and more in there all the time, and its relevance all the uh, that much more in the, in the new circumstances, and so the new books are the best, you know, they're the most relevant kind of. They really are spoken for now, and the, and they're all good forever. And so so be sure to get this one right. So it's the newest one. <laughs> So, it's a biography of sorts. Uh, uh, I haven't read it, but it's a good, good subject. So, so the, the, with the waning of the current, it became such that the spiritual, there was a, the Gaudiya dogma, hmm? but not much comparatively, to times gone by, Gaudiya substance and real living spiritual current, and so it became a little artificial. It didn't have currency in the Indian uh, subcontinent. Hmm? Intellectual people, educated people, even religious people, all types of irreligious people began to claim themselves as followers of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu because he didn't have. He was beyond caste, so I don't have a caste. I'm a Gaudiya, so I'm better. Hmm? But they didn't have often good, good moral character. Doesn't mean there weren't saints and so forth. But as time came fo- went forward, and the British occupied India, then um, uh, Gaudi Vaishnavism didn't have a lot of um, a currency, and there was nobody in the Gaudiya community, even amongst saints hidden here and there, who had much of an idea of what was going on around them in the world, hmm? what's happening in the outside world, the changes of currents of thought, and so on and so forth. So it was a good time for uh, Krishna to reinvest, if you will, in his mission. But it got so bad, if you will, that in Bengal in particular, that that the these Sakyaras lineages, which are still alive to some extent, suddenly many of the Dwadasa Gopal lineages, founded by these coward friends of Krishna in Gaurila, Suddenly, were said to have Manjari Swarups also. Which means, we've got the Manjari Bab, which is popular over here too. Come here, we can sell it to you cheaper, even. We only require, you know, six chapatis a day, uh, whatever. So it, it came a little bit of a trade, if you will. And this is not. Uh, uh, this is we see this happen all the time, right? In all religious traditions, we find it can deteriorate into such, and uh, mouth the teachings, but but in substance, be uh, 
in, in contradiction to them. And so uh, there's nothing, you know, there's nothing to support these ideas that suddenly, you know, Sundarananda Thakur has got a Manjari Sarupta and has a huge theological problem with, with that according to Rasa Tattva and so forth. One of the lineages, and we should get to him directly, that was alive at the time and didn't undergo that type of charlatan, you know, sleight of hand was Sundarananda Thakur's uh, lineage. He is Sudama of Krishna Leela, one of Krishna's closest uh, closest friends. There are several Sudamas, of course, in Krishna Leela. There is Sudama of Braj. And when Krishna goes to Mathura, you know, it's a huge issue, right? Because all the gopis and everybody in Vatsalya Rasa has to stay behind. Nanda Maharaj goes as a chaperone, so some Vatsalya goes, and, and Krishna's friends go with him, at least a good number of them. Hmm? And they ha- they witness him you know, killing the elephant Kubalayapita, breaking the bow. When they take the, the, the tailor's, the dyer's clothes, the, the king's clothes, they put them on themselves and so forth. They're having a great time in the city, in Mathura with Krishna and Balaram. And uh, uh, Krishna meets the weaver, hmm? and he gives him a gopaswarup. Hmm? He was meditating on Vrindavan, but he couldn't go there. He would go... Uh, yeah, he was meditating on it, but he couldn't go because of Kamsa and Krishna. Right before that, he gives him a Gopaswarup, make that he joins the group right there. He meets the second Sudama, the florist, who used to steal away to Vrindavan and pick flowers, and sometimes he would see Krishna at a distance in a rustic dress, and he captured the idea, I want to be his friend. Hmm? Hmm? And he kept this. So Krishna sought him out, hmm? and he liked him, because he has the same name as my friend, <laughs> Sudama. That was a motivating factor. I like him. He has the same name as my, my chum, my friend, Sudama, who is this Sundarananda Thakur who they were, were celebrating. And, of course, um, the florist Sudama met, and he was uh, blessed by Krishna, also got Sakya Bhava for him. And then there's the Sudama Vipra, the Brahman Sudama, who Krishna becomes a classmate with and has a friendly relationship with. It's a little different than the Brudge relationship, a, a metropolitan friendly uh, type of relationship. So there's a few Sudamas, but this is the principal Sudama appearing as Sundarananda Thakur. And he was very, very extraordinary in his character and person. It's said in the uh, Vaishnava Bandana that he uh, he used to swim with alligators hmm, for fun, hmm, ride on the back of Bengali tigers. Hmm play with uh, cobras and so forth without, of course, any uh, ill effects. Uh, so uh, very, uh, uh, you know, you can wear a peacock feather every now and then if you can ride on the back of a Bengali tiger. <laughs> don't, don't imitate. So he a deep, deep uh, uh, spiritual standing. And his, uh, his lineage, um, there's uh, some beautiful uh, and substantial manuscripts about the te- technical, uh, if you will, uh, details um, of Sakirati, drawn largely from Rupa Goswami's book, referred to there in, in the book of uh, Nanananda Thakur, in the line of Sundarananda, as the Goswami, refers to Rupa Goswami. Very uh, insightful uh, uh, book that was published originally by one of my godbrothers. And uh, what is it from the, uh, must be from the 18th century. Hmm. 
So here that I'm giving a little history. We're going through 18th century. This is still alive, even though these other Sakya lineages became compromised to some extent, and the Madhurya Rasa lineages also became compromised. And then, of course, comes onto the scene of Bhakti Vinod, hmm? um, and his huge contribution. He was one sadhu um, amongst the Gaudias who knew what was going on in the world around him. It's not a fault that others didn't, but it didn't put them in a position to put Gaudiya Vaishnavism on the world stage, so to speak, um, with other religious traditions and uh, and and uh, bring the dignity to it that, it that it deserved in the eyes of the people. So Bhaktivinoda Thakur, as you know, he did uh, much of this work. And, of course, he himself was steeped in Manjari Baba. But the interesting thing relative to our talk about Bhaktivinoda Thakur, of course, is that he comes in the line of Janava. Hmm? So he he had he he is an example of Madhurya Rasa Manjari Bhava, but he has deep deference and regard for the lineage that precedes uh, Janava and the Dwadasa Gopals and so forth, and it shows up in his work. His principal philosophical work, Jaiva Dharma, for example, is uh, the story of two devotees who develop from the large part of the book anyway who develop from uh, initial uh, contact with Gaudiya Vaishnavism to uh, perfection hmm? and the two of them represent the two currents of influence the opportunity, windows of opportunity in the Sampradaya uh, Manjari Bhav and Gopi Bhav and Gopa Bhav, Madhurya Rasa and Sakya Rasa. There's absolutely no reason for Thakur Bhakti Vinod to have the two characters and the two sentiments in there other than the fact that he's making a very strong statement that these two are the currents of influence of Bhakti in Gaudiya Vaishnavism that one will be uh, have opportunity to be affected by and, 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 and develop. Hmm? And of course, he identified Brajanath in his book, one of the one of the two, with Subal, whose whose rasa is it's a type of sakya rasa that's influenced by Madhurya rasa, which is the prominent um, example, in one sense, in the Gaudiya Sampradaya, in the in the literature of the Goswamis in their Lila Granthas. Let's look at the work of Great Bhagavatamrita for a minute, which is one of the big books, the original book, the first book of Gaudiya Vaishnavism. Uh, penned at least the commentary, if not the whole book, by Sanatana Goswami. It's all about two things. What is the highest type of devotion, most intimate form of bhakti? And the second canto, what is the abode that likely corresponds with it? What is the realm? Hmm? That's what it's about. It's about Gopi Bhav and about Vrindavan, ultimately. And it's saying that this is what the Bhagavatam is about. It's a comparative study of religious possibilities and opportunities, and it's all distilled there, right, in Brihad Bhagavatamrita. And in both cantos of the Brihad Bhagavatamrita, see the role of Sakya Rasa. This truth about Gaudiya Vaishnavism's acme hmm, of Gopi Bhav, of Manjari Bhav, hmm, is brought out in both cantos of Brihad Bhagavatamrita through devotees who are in Sakibhav, 
Narada Muni, who is in Sakyabhava, mixed with Dasya, as Rupa Goswami explains in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, in the first canto of Braid Bhagavatamrita, is going to different places, talking to different devotees, and trying to find out who's who's got the the, the most uh, uh, intense or complete comprehensive idea of devotion. He goes to Hanuman, Prahlad, to Hanuman, to the Pandavas, and wherever he goes, each one says, I'm nothing, I have no bhakti. If you want to know about bhakti, go to this one, go to that one. So you know the story, most of you. So he goes to all these different devotees, and ultimately he comes to Dwaraka. And this is Narada Muni. Narada Muni comes to Dwaraka, and he begins to speak in such a way that, that Krishna's attention is drawn to Vrindavan. Hmm? And it causes Krishna to go on tilt. And the whole of the Dwarka goes on, on, on tilt. And Narada is thinking, oh my God, what have I done? I've made a huge disturbance here. I've come here, I've made a big disturbance. Hmm? And when Krishna comes out of it all, he looks at him and says, hmm? he says, uh, it's not quite like that. <laughs> he says, "Gopakari uh, smritida priyanam." This is the this is the whole Paribha Sutra, the whole whole book here. This is a the whole book is revolving around. It comes from Narada. Narada. It comes from Krishna. He says to Narada, "Don't think that you're a disturbance to me, but he who reminds one of his beloved is the most dear friend." Hmm? He says. You reminded me of the gopis and my love for them. It made me mad. That's true. It turns Dwarka on tilt. But but you are my... Those who do that, they are my dear most friends. So Narada, of course, is is the expansion of Madhu Mangal, who's the farcical Brahman of the, of the Braj, who is... Uh, arguably... Uh, well... <laughs> I mean, he's a, he's a sleepover buddy with with Krishna. I mean, Krishna practically doesn't go anywhere without him, um, and um, and he's intimately involved in Krishna's romantic life and assisting him. So, in the form of Narada, who's an ex- partial expansion for Vaidhi Bhakti, hmm? and he has Sakiras for Krishna in Dwarka, hmm? mixed with Dasirasa, but we find that Sakiras influence bringing out broadcasting, as Nityananda Prabhu was doing, that follow Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, his ideal, his that's the best. Hmm? And then, of course, the second canon of Braid Bhagavatamrita, we, we find it's even more overt because the protagonist there is, is Gopu Kumar, who's a Gopa, who the story is, of course, he's told by Radharani in the Leela Go, there's a Mathura Brahman, Jana Sharma, go and pick him up. I, I teach him, bring him to me. And Sarup, whose other name is Gopu Kumar, says, I could have gone cowherding with Krishna, and that was my plan for the day, but Radharani's asked me to do something, and if I please her, Krishna will be even more pleased with me, so I think I'll do that. Hmm? So he comes, he collects up Janasharma, and of course Janasharma becomes a Priyanarmasaka, a cowherd boy who's influenced by Madhurya Rasa in a way that enables him to be empathetic for Krishna and Radha and Krishna's plight. Which is something that you know is considerable because, as I said earlier, they can't quite play it out overtly and uh, and and so forth. So, so the role again of as a subordinate role in Gaudiya Vaishnavism of Sakyaras is is considerable, and 
Bhakti Vinod, in, as we're going forward in modern times, um, he made uh, made this clear not only in his philosophical work, but in his in his Baba also his books like Navadvi Baba Taranga. This is a very uh, prominent section there when he's speaking about Godrum and his experience, his Baba experience in in the island of Godrum, just part of Navadvip. Hmm? He comes to there in Godrum where Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, when he goes there in the morning, he experiences Sakyarasa, Sakyabab, along with Nityananda Prabhu and Kirtan, and the cowherd boys are there and, hmm, in the, in Nadia, who are herding cows in Nadia, and they remind him and and so forth. Um, and uh, Bhaktivinoda makes a nice prayer there. I should it's it's lengthy. I made a nice uh, explanation of it, but he, staying true to his own Manjari Bab, he speaks in such a way about this incident that anyone in Manjari Bab can draw from it. Hmm? And and from a grammatical point of view, the same verse speaks of an aspiration to attain the very same Gopabhav hmm, that at that point in the Leela Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was experiencing. So it's suitable for Sakya Rasa Upasakas or it's suitable for Manjari Bhav Upasakas. So there are other examples too in his in his uh, in his songs and so forth, where he the point is he acknowledges this influence hmm, and celebrates it, um, um, and uh, and then we, you know as as we go forward, of course, there's 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 uh, from Bhakti Vinod we find examples in the 1950s of what is her name Shimati Devi, who was a disciple of, of Krishna Das, who was steeped in Sakya Bhav himself, but had taken a vow of celibacy. Hmm. Swami Krishnadas, I think he was called, and and so he would never, he he never, he, he never went around the opposite sex for his own vow. This is his own vow, and um, this young girl heard about him, and she was had from a previous life some scar for Sakirasa, so she became determined to have him as her her guru, and um, you know he wouldn't. Talk to women was his practice. He wasn't against them, but he, he just didn't think it would be good for him. Um, so, at some point, others brought it enough to his his attention that he wrote the Hare Krishna mantra on a piece of paper and said, "Give it to her and tell her to chant this." You know, yeah. So that's what she would do, and she would get up in the morning early and and stay in her house until night, chanting for three years. Hmm? And wouldn't come out, and she was determined to you know, get his blessing and so forth, further blessing. And, and then Balaram appeared in a dream to that that, that uh, Krishna Swami, Krishna Das Swami, and uh, said, "You know, you can break your vow for her. <laughs> you'll be you'll be we're doing worse not to. So go there and uh, and give her your your blessing." So he did. He gave her his his blessing and. Uh, and um, then he would visit her on occasion, and she was not healthy. She was not destined to live long in the world. But uh, um, one morning he came, and he uh, put her head on his lap, hmm? and she turned and looked at him and said, "Buddy, <laughs> they're here. They want us to go. This is our chance." Hmm? She was having this purti, the, the mystical vision of Krishna and his friends heading into the forests. Hmm? And then his guru said, go, I'll be right there behind you. I'll be, I'll be there shortly. Go ahead. 
So she couldn't go without the blessing of her guru. She got the blessing of her guru. She entered into, into Sakyarasa. And as we go forward, this is a beautiful story. Of course, I'm just very briefly going over it. But as we go forward, we come to the time of Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur and his uh, mission, the, the disciple and follower of, successor of Bhakti Vinod on the world stage. And um, amongst his disciples, he was steeped in Madhuri, Madhuri Rasa, Manjari Bhav, uh, Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur. But amongst his disciples, two of them uh, who were prominent um, uh, idealized um, Sakyarasa. One of them is the subject of uh, this book, Divine Intoxication. And um, again, I haven't read it, but I have met uh, the subject here, uh, Krishnadas Babaji, Kinshin Krishnadas Babaji, disciple of um, Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur. He was a very extraordinary uh, devotee who was uh, known for his kirtan, his non-sectarianism, uh, his ability to go anywhere within, within any group. Uh, he was always welcome. Uh, let me read a little something. A Kinshin Krishnadas Babaji was well-loved by all and was especially close to my Siksha Guru B.R. Sridhar Dev Goswami Maharaj. The two met in 1926. Sridhar Dev Goswami remembers Krishnadas Babaji as young, smart, beautiful, jolly, very firm in his spiritual practice, especially with regard to Nam Bhajan, and satisfied under any circumstances. In the words of Sridhar Maharaj, a natural intimate bond between himself and Babaji formed owing to their similarities in social rank, education, simplicity, earnest and earnestness for Krishna consciousness. After the breakup of Gaudiya Math, Babaji retired from missionary activities and settled in Nandagram in Vrindavan, where he wrote a letter from where he wrote a letter to Sridharmarj in which he related that he had attained the ideal of Sakirati as a follower of Subal. Sridharmarj comments He wrote a letter to me from there. I found in his language Sudasattva, that he had attained complete satisfaction in his present life. So many years had passed, so many nights of ikadasi. He kept awake and went on with his nam bhajan. He deeply engaged himself and remarked, I felt the highest bliss in my life in Nandagram, a place for Gopi, for Gopabhav, Sakiras. He was fond of Sakirati, and from the visible world to the invisible, he entered the invisible aspect of Vrindavan. He told plainly that he had much attraction for Sakiras to Subal, who has some connection with Madhuryaras. Amongst all the friends of Krishna, Subal is considered to be the highest for his intimate connection with Madhuryarasa. Hmm. I had the good fortune in uh, 1972, 1974, excuse me, during the first Vrindavan Mayapur festival, that was started by Prabhupada before the Mayapur temple was built. I was staying in a grass hut there. And Kenshin uh, Krishnas Babaji happened to come onto the property. And I met him, and he put his hand on my head, and he blessed me. He said, you will become a good sannyasi. <laughs> so the other, of course, person who's a uh, disciple of Bhakti, Siddhanta Sarasita, who spoke, um, expressed his... Um, intimate uh, inner feelings uh, for uh, Sakyarasa is uh, my own 
Lord Devo, Mr. Padisti Bhakti Bhadanta, Swami Prabhupada, and some of you are familiar with that. Um, these two saints, Bihar Sridhar Dev Goswami and Akinshana Krishnadas Babaji, were also close with Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. Named from birth Abhay Chadande, A.C.E. Bhaktivedanta Swami was born in the, previ in the previously mentioned Suvarnavarnik community. That's the mercantile community that Nityananda Prabhu liberated that I spoke of earlier. Hmm. And as a child, he would annually visit the Sripat of Udaran Thakur, one of the Dwarasa Gopals, along with his family to pay homage to the Thakur. He was Subahu Gopa, one of Krishna's intimate friends, Udaran Dutta Thakur. So Prabhupada's family would go there annually and uh, visit that village. About his experience as a member of the Suvarnavarnik community, Prabhupada writes, all the members of the Suvarnavarnik community enthusiastically take interest in the temple of Udaran Dutta Thakur. Prabhupada considered his birth in a Vaishnava family in light of the Gita's statement concerning practitioners who had not quite perfected their practice. There in Sri Krishna tells Arjuna that such practitioners who, take, practitioners who take birth in the family of transcendentalists on the strength of impressions, some scars from their previous life's association and subsequent practice are very rare. Driven by such spiritual impressions, they continue their practice with spontaneity in their next birth. When, blessing him with mantra diksha, Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati preserved his name given at birth, adjusting it slightly from Abhay Charan to Abhay Charananavinda Das. It is Krishna at whose lotus feet Charananavinda one attains fearlessness, Abhay, in the service to them, Das. And Prabhupada exhibited such fearlessness. Upon receiving the blessings of Sanyas, Diksha, from his godbrother, Pujapat Bhakti Pragan Keshav, and being given the Sanyas name Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada, as his disciples later respectfully referred to him, he always retained the initials A.C. from his birth and Mandradiksha epithets, referring to himself as A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami. The name Abhay Charan, Charanadavinda, was significant to him, fearless as he was in his Vishramba, which is the center of this, this confidence that is central to uh, Sakirasa. Friendship means, has, has this kind of confidence between friends. Vishramba. This, uh, fearless as he was in his Vishramba, his confidence in Krishna's friendship, an absence of restraint in that fraternal love that is central to Sakirati. This name, that is, corresponds with the Pradhan, or the principal characteristic of Sakirasa, of Prayobhakti, Vishramba, Vishramba Pradhan, Sakya, Gaurava, Sambramahin, a point of Sakiras Tattva we will discuss in detail in the later chapters. You have to stay tuned. But um, um, the story of Prabhupada's global Sankirtan is one of the most inspiring and touching narratives of Gaudiya saints in the history of the lineage. Unlike narratives of Sri Chaitanya and his associates from centuries past, it is well documented, much more in modern, you know, terms, much more well documented in terms of its historicity, leaving no room for exaggeration, whether actual or that often assumed by historians. Historically well documented, it is at the same time nothing less than miraculous. 
The Shakti driving prophets and Kirtan that makes for such a magical narrative is also closely tied to his inner life of Sakirati. Penniless, by the strength of his commitment to fulfilling the expectations of his guru, he managed to secure passage on a freight liner from Bombay to Boston, departing on the evening of Baladev Purnim. His baggage consisted primarily of a chest of books, copies of his translation of the first canto of the Bhagavatam, and the personal copy of Chaitanya Charitamrita. Aboard the boat amidst seasickness and heart trauma, he penned a personal prayer, Bhagavan Krishna Padapadme Prathana, to his intimate friend, Krishna Bhai. Prabhupada's prayer was not written for publication. It serves as a glimpse into his private life of Bhajan and Guru Seva, while that which ensued from it constitutes the Shakti behind his miraculous Sankirtan campaign that took the world by surprise and fulfilled Sri Chaitanya's five-century-old prophecy. It consists of an intimate appeal in the context of offering moral advice to Krishna in a manner characteristic of the cowherd friend of a cowherd friend privy to his romantic life. In the appeal, Prabhupada advises his friend Krishna that if Radha is pleased with him, his life will be successful. Therefore, he explains, it is in Krishna's interest to bestow the necessary shakti on him that he might be able to fulfill Radha's request to disseminate bhakti in the Western world that has come to him through his guru, who is a servant of Radha. The body of the prayer is divided into two into verses characterizing submission, sharanagati, in pursuit of doing the bidding of one's guru in this world, followed by verses of appropriate longing, lolium, for the spiritual attainment in the next life. And the attainment Prabhupada longs for is Sakirati, longed for through words that themselves not only speak clearly of the sadharana, sadharana anubhavs of Sakirati, but carry the very sound and spirit of intimacy in preo bhakti rasa. For example, Tomaramilane bhai abashe shukapai gocharane guri din bor kottavane chutta chutti bane khai lutta puti sedin kobehobe mor. O brother, Krishna, when will the day be mine when I will meet you again and attain happiness of herding cows? wandering through the pastures from early morn throughout the entire day, running and frolicking through the many forests of Braj, tumbling on the ground in playful sport. Prophet's close friend and at times mentor, B.R. Sridhar Dev Goswami, reflects upon his beloved godbrother's poem thus. He expressed his own position in eternal Leela in his poem. I conjecture like that. Hare Krishna. In his diary in Bengali he wrote, Today I cooked some butter chachari. It was quite delicious. So I ate something. Today I expressed my inner feelings to my friend and wrote a poem about that. And that friend came to his aid. He was so earnest in his prayer to Krishna that he might be able to discharge the duty that had been given to him by his guru that Krishna came down to help him. His friend helped him in his propaganda work. So, Shaktivesh, I take him like that. I cannot take him but take him to be so, empowered, in other words, to do the work of his guru. Addressing Krishna, Sridhar says, he wrote, You are my eternal friend. Forgetting you, I have come to this world and I have been suffering the kicking of Maya, the goddess of misconception. If you come and help me in this campaign, then after finishing this, I can join you. When shall I be reunited with 
be united with you. I will wander along with you the whole day and keeping the cows in the forest, running this side and that side in the jungle in the forest, and then Lutaputi, fall on the ground in different shows of play. I aspire after that day. I have got this good chance to serve my Guru Day. For that reason, my heartfelt appeal to you is that you please come to help me. I am your eternal servitor. Therefore, so much aspiration I have got for you. You, no other, are my only resort. So, after performing this service, his service, he aspires after a life in the cow-keeping Leela of Krishna. And he is appreciating that sort of friendly service of Krishna very much from the core of his heart. His aspiration after finishing his worldly preaching campaign. I take it that Nityananda Prabhu was given some special recognition, has given, excuse me, some special recognition to the section of the Suvarnavarnak community, that mercantile community, hmm, from which Swami Maharaj Prabhupada has come. He has special grace for that particular section in preaching about Goranga, and this is mentioned in the scriptures. Suvarnavarnak are the most favorite section of Nityananda Prabhu. It is mentioned in Shastra, Chaitanya Bhagavad. I thought that Nityananda Prabhu was also in charge of preaching about Mahaprabhu's glory, so I took it that Nityananda Prabhu must have awakened some special dedication in him in his last days, which helped him to inundate with such an inconceivable magnitude the whole world. So, this is some history of where we come to today, and then... Um, Thus, if I might read a little bit more, just as Gora sent Nityananda Ram, Udarandatta, and others to distribute his blessings in Bengal among the outcasts more than five centuries ago in response to sincere, spiritually insightful, and tasteful requests of another member of the Savarnavarna community, Kahurd Krishna empowered A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami, Nityananda Avesha, to the bidding of Radha, Gauravani, Pracharane, <laughs> to those outside the Varnashram social-religious framework, and a great wave of Sakirati once again surfaced in the Sampradaya, pointing at the same time to the ideal, the higher, highest ideal of Radhadasyam, as Dwarasagopal Goridas Subal Saka, from 500 years ago, manifest the very first worshipable images, worshipable images, deities of Gore and Nityananda Ram in West Bengal. He did so under the order of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to start worshipping deities of themselves. These same holy images emerged from the heart of A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami and accepted seva from his sishas all over the world, even as he instructed them as well in the arjuna of Radha Krishna Vigrahas. He shared with us that Prabhupada did, Mayapur is his place of worship, the Godamandala of Gordon and Ram, while his home is Vrindavan. Then he placed his heart on the central altar of his well-named Krishna Balaram Mandir, Ram, leaning slightly on Krishna, who holds, a flute, who holds a flute in one hand, his other on his hip. Along these, among these three, the three flags, extending from the domes above the altars, Gornitinana to the left and Radhasham Sundar to the right, Krishna Balaram in the center, the central flag flies highest in the sky of his heart, subtly and tastefully signaling the ideal of Sakirati, heralding the grace of Nityananda Ram, who is, as well, the way to Radhesham. In this regard, a poem has been written. Youthful, confident, wrapped in reddish, rising like the sun at dawn, a new day, darkness gone away, 
herding in a sea of milk, black, white, yellow-red, and spotted, lowing softly ahead. Two brothers lead the way, white, pearl, blue sapphire shining, calling, falling at their feet, following at their feet, soft and lotus-like, fearless is his name, frolicking, tumbling in sportive play, from morn to midday, oh, strength of Ram, at midday, the point is, his arms extended, trees bend and flowers bloom in Bav, all out of season in the land beyond reason, as love calls and Krishna conjures an excuse to proceed with a select few from the group of cowards to go mingle with the gopis. That fearless one with Subahu, Ujwal too, Subal and Manu Mangal, and to one who has a way with words they call, don't hesitate, come. Come serve with friends forever. Sundarnamatakur ki jai. Isi Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada ki jai. Gold premanandi. Jai.